You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 724, Get to Know an Alternate Earth. This time, Earth 2, part 1. And welcome to episode 724 of Legion Substitute Podcasters. Uh, I am Paul French, and that is the extent of my intro for today because we're we're trying to actually uh, stick to a timeline here. Who's next? Hi, everybody. Uh, Michael Grabois here. Uh, actually, I am the uh, this week. I am the Earth Two Michael Grabois. There is uh, <laughs> basically no difference between. Uh, this version of me and the version that you've been hearing on the podcast, except that uh, this Earth 2 version of me vibrates at a slightly different frequency. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so over to you, Jim. Hey, everyone. I'm Jim Purcell. And this week I am will recite the lyrics to Weird Al's seminal classic Albuquerque for the next 15 minutes, lad. <laughs> Excellent. No, maybe maybe we don't have time for that. Maybe not. Maybe not. So um, I understand there uh, there is some Legion news. Uh, yeah, a couple of things came over the emails. Um, let's see. We have coming out this week is um, back issue number 137 from Tomorrow's, which has a, a focus on 1980s pre-crisis DC miniseries. Uh, which includes a couple of feature articles on Secrets of the Legion, nice. uh, an interview with writer Paul Kupperberg, and an obituary for artist Jimmy Janes, and the uh, Legionnaires 3 miniseries with an interview with Keith Giffen. Nice. And also uh, features um, Green Arrow, Tales of the Green Lantern Corps, Krypton Chronicles, America versus the JSA, uh, Conqueror of the Barren Earth, and more. Wow. Uh, and there's also uh, a little bit from, uh, which was it, Superman, Son of Kal-El, number 14, where uh, John Kent presents his boyfriend Jay with a Legion-type supersuit and gives him his Legion flight rank. So, wow. guess that means he is no longer on the team? It, it means he can kill. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's okay. No, rules license. don't rules don't apply. That's uh, right. So, That's right. Uh, so this uh, uh, Jay is apparently um, being called Gossamer, which of course has its own uh, Legion tie-in. Absolutely. But, uh, but oh, he's more, more of an more of an aberration, though. Aberration or apparition? Apparition. Ah. Language is hard. <laughs> I was I was wondering where you were going with that, Jim. <laughs> well, it could be an aberration, right? Because right, he has phasing powers, right? Ah, like Shadowcat. Uh, yes, like Shadowcat. Although, hopefully, this version of uh, uh, doesn't run away like some other Phantom Girls we've known before. Some others, which have yes been known to run, sometimes yes. all the way back to uh, the twentieth uh, the twentieth century, and then even then running away from you know being who they were supposed to be. Yes, more of a writer thing. Um, all right, well there we go. Let's look at that. Legion news happens. It always happens on you know on Mondays. Um, so we're gathered here today to, uh, of course, get to know a bit more about Earth Two. Um, you know, Dark Crisis has now become uh, is now becoming Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, and and uh, and I seem to recall, you know, with the idea of um, of Earth Two sometimes perplexes people, and I've never understood that because that's never been my experience with it. But there are a great many Earths Two. Uh, so, um, we're going to kind of get into a little bit of that and, um, and I think that's really kind of, uh, uh, you know, an, an important part of, um, 
of where that all comes from. So the first appearance of Earth 2 was in The Flash 123, which uh, was cover date uh, September of 1961, uh, with uh, that iconic uh, cover uh, by Carmen Infantino and Murphy Anderson, where you've got uh, Jay Garrick on one side of a brick wall and um, and Barry Allen speeding down the other side. And someone says, Flash, help me. And they both say, I'm coming. And... Um, and so this was Flash of Two Worlds. And um, this is where we kind of learned the concept of the multiverse. Um, and they, they went into great detail in that issue. And uh, so this is definitely sort of a, uh, you know, a, a, a Julie Schwartz uh, era thing, obviously, because uh, so Flash 123, I believe uh, he picked up the numbering of the flash book with one Oh five. Correct. Yeah. Cause Jay Garrick had the book for uh, up to one Oh four in, and that was in the forties and, uh, or I guess by then in the fifties and, um, and then, uh, superhero comics mostly went away. Um, you know, you still had Batman. And so, Superman. yes, and yes. It, it was Batman, Superman, wonder woman. And who were the other two? World's finest. Aquaman. Aquaman and? Green Arrow. Green Arrow. There you go. Isn't that interesting? Um, so, um, now, of course, uh, in, in, when, um, uh, when Flash first appeared in, uh, in Showcase, number four? Yep. Um, he, um, Indicated that he kind of took his name from um, uh, from the anth- from uh, from a Flash comic book that featured Jay Garrick as the Flash. So they kind of established that that Flash only exists as a fictional character in in this universe. And and the and the DC universe was. Uh, oh, I was gonna make a joke here about how how the troubles began almost immediately. <laughs> well, um, if, uh, so if if uh, if Jay Garrick was a uh, comic book superhero on Earth One, does that mean that like Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman were? And if that's true, <laughs> um, what does that say about their secret identities? Well, that, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and the, and the, the answer the, to that I, question is no, no, they yes. were not. The idea of it was is that these um, they they said that you know as as Michael uh, mentioned earlier it's that whole idea of the vibrates on a different frequency and that that sometimes things would break through to the writers and artists of these other worlds. It, it seems to only affect characters that have entirely different identities. <laughs> indeed, indeed, um, yes, not much less messy that way. Um, so yeah, again, um, you know, uh, so, uh, flash start, you know, Barry Allen started with, uh, issue one Oh five, because back then the idea of longevity of a book was, uh, was a selling feature. So the big and number, the, the big number means quality. Exactly. Exactly. It's been around for a while. It must be good. It's an um, institution. So they started, uh, with, by picking up on the, uh, the issue numbering from flash comics, and uh, so here we are, um, what, like 18 issues into it? Yeah, about 18 issues into, uh, you know, Flash as a, as a regular book. Um, you've done a bunch of showcase issues before that. But, you know, the, so the idea was that um, um, they had this separation. We had uh, originally, you know, you had uh, comics of, uh, um, uh, you, you had like, you know, all-star comics, for example, and that, and that's where we had the justice society. And then later they came up with the justice league. And, um, and so these were all sort of the, the silver age versions. Um, and, uh, and, and they re- and started focusing more on the idea of a shared universe. There was some sharing of the universe before that, but there was, they, you know, they, 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 that uh, it was really only in the team books. Um, 
and so uh, in the 60s, you know, the uh, the popularity of uh, superheroes kind of comes back. And so DC introduces more modern version of the heroes. So now Hawkman is an alien policeman instead of a reincarnated Egyptian prince. Later, he would be both. Um, <clears throat> and you also had sort of some of these old, you know, you had these older uh, characters. And so in... Um, but what they decided was, hey, we've got a whole bunch of other characters, and we can still use them because they're ours. And uh, and so they uh, established this idea of another Earth in the story, Flash of Two Worlds. So Barry Allen, who later becomes referred to as the Flash of Earth One, which is the setting of the Silver Age stories, accidentally traveling to another earth by uh, accident by vibrating at just the right frequency to appear on earth two where he met jay garrick his earth two counterpart and uh, they claimed that gardner fox's uh, dreams would kind of tune in to earth two which is why he could be a uh, fictional character in uh, in barry allen's world and they spent like a good a good page or two discussing this at depth and so, uh, uh, Earth, Earth One, uh, uh, Earth One, got its name because it was the first Earth to discover the others. And yeah. So yeah, Earth Two was the second one, even though Earth Two heroes were around before Earth One. And there, right there, is probably your initial bit of tiny bit of confusion that that sort of creeps in is when your second iteration is considered the first and vice versa. Well, I mean, you know, the, the, I think the thing with it is like the idea of it is, is like the earth that we primarily tell our stories on, that's always going to be one, right? Whether it's called earth one or prime earth. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's the main one. And, uh, and so, uh, so they crossed over to the other one. And so that became earth two. And uh, I mean, mean, it makes sense when you say it out loud, but not maybe at a glance. For a lot of uh, for a lot of readers at the time, you know, they they hadn't, you know, the idea that again, this is like the that Mort Weisinger area of every issue is somebody's first, right. and uh, and so the idea is like, you know, they in their opinion, it turned out they were not entirely correct about this, but for the most part, um, they figured like our our uh, our guys our our readers they don't know who uh, flash with the tin, with the tin hat is and uh, so you know so we'll this will be earth one and uh, and so it's funny when people talk about you know oh you know the first appearance of the earth 2 superman and it's like well no because he wasn't the earth 2 superman then he right wasn't it wasn't there was no the, distinction yet he was the same guy right. Exactly. And, and it is, you know, there, there's often confusion as to sort of when did the golden age end and the silver age begin for a lot of these characters. And, right. and that, uh, that's another part of the, the confusion factor, especially as time goes on. More with Superman and Batman than anything else. Right. Right. Um, and what, yeah, I don't know that it was as, um, well, again, they, they, the most of her stuff was like on Earth, Bob Haney. So at right. the time, and, <laughs> and, and her publication schedule was weird because she was only be, still being published so they could retain the rights. I think she was only yeah. get published like two or three times a year. Yeah, yeah. So than... not much. I'd have to double check the numbers on that, but I know for a while she was only getting the minimum requirement. Yeah, might have been bi-monthly, but maybe. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, no matter. Um, so then what, what they started doing was, um, um, uh, you know, they, like Superman, for example, they introduced him in the thirties, 1938, of course, and, um, is the, the archetype. So, um, you know, and this, you know, excludes like some of the sort of the mystery men type, uh, heroes, um, sure. Right, like Crimson Avenger, Doctor Occult, that kind of stuff, um, and so um, to if eventually when they were like, oh, we want a different uh, version of this, so they they uh, they used the name Cal O, just with an just with an L, 
uh, for this, the, uh, uh, the spelling of his name. So they, and this was a, a thing that had been, you know, introduced early on before they were like, no, that's ridiculous. Make it Kal-El. Um, so they, oh, wait, they, sorry. That, so that, that actually is not a retcon that, that is from like the earliest adventures of Superman. It was in very early appearances. I thought that was a creation to call, to create a distinction. Fascinating. I didn't know that. Yeah. So and and uh, other dis, other distinctions with the Superman of Earth Two is that, that that basically it holds a lot of the stuff from um, the original um, uh, stories. Like so, it right. is. He's not the, as powerful. He he. He can fly. He can fly, but he's not as strong as the Earth One Superman. Exactly, and he, um, um, you know, he works. At the, he works for the Daily Star with mm-hmm. uh, uh, editor George Taylor, and of course, that's uh, uh, the Daily Star is because of Jerry Siegel's time in Toronto, and um, and that's where they got the name for that one, and uh, and so they they kept sort of a lot of these earlier things. Um, the uh, the introduction of Alfred in um, in the forties um, was not the skinny guy Alfred Pennyworth that we know. It was a a much more rotund uh, gentleman named Alfred Beagle, and so he was the Earth to Alfred. So what they did is eventually they they changed what Alfred looked like and he became the Alfred that we know. Uh, but originally when he was introduced, he had been this. So they decided like, okay, so the earth Two Batman has this guy. And, right. So they use right. the opportunity to use the incongruities to, yes. to explain these are different universes. Exactly. Exactly. So, the, so yeah, there was a, the, a lot of that that happened. Yeah. The, Sorry. um, in the early sixties, they, um, they redesigned Batman and gave him a yellow circle around his chest symbol. Exactly. And I'm an Infantino thing. Yep. That's, uh, that's known as the new look Batman. And that was retroactively decided to be okay. Batman with the yellow circle is earth one Batman without the yellow circle is earth two. And all those times when we saw like the Batman with the, without the yellow symbol in the justice league, well, just pretend that he has a yellow symbol. Right. They, they hadn't figured out all that retcon stuff yet. Heck, they no, didn't exactly. Know, they didn't even know what a retcon was at that point. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, so who who populates the uh, Earth Two? It's basically the Golden Age heroes, including the Justice Society of America, and it is the heroes the, 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 whose careers began in World War Two, uh, which was. At the time, was at the time concurrent with their first appearances in comics. So we have Jay Garrick, a uh, chemistry student who falls victim to the uh, hard water fumes, which gives him super speed, like you do. Um, you have Alan Scott, who uh, at the time is a radio engineer on the on the on the railroad, basically as uh, Green Lantern. You have Carter Hall, who is an archaeologist, um, as befits someone of, of his uh, ancient Egyptian uh, heritage. Uh, he was Hawkman. And uh, Al Pratt was the Adam. And uh, he was more of a sort of a pugnacious fella. <laughs> more of a boxer. And there were a lot of boxers on Earth, too. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, and then of course you have uh, pugilism being very popular at the time. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, now some interesting, um, interesting things uh, noted uh, for Earth Two pre-crisis. Um, you, you didn't get a lot of. They didn't really get into the differences that much. Um, but there were a few a few differences that they uh, that they kind of uh, leaned into uh, to show that um, uh, that Earth Two was different from Earth One. Like Superman had a uh, had a uh, uh, elastic on his sleeves. That's true. He did. That's he a, did. that's something I picked up on when I read Crisis for the first time. I was like, hmm, the S <laughs> is a wiggly. The S is wiggly, and he's got he's got elastic on his sleeves. That's, that's right. <laughs> Um, 
In, uh, on Earth, too, Quebec was an independent nation autonomous from Canada. Um, South Africa had uh, abolished apartheid sooner. And more importantly, and this is how we know it's different from our world, too, um, the Atlantean countries of Poseidonis and Tritonis were both ruled by a queen, not a king. I can't believe it. There you go. Uh, their inhabitants uh, actually had uh, more surface dweller features and no capacity for underwater uh, survival. And so in this, the, um, uh, the Atlantis had been raised to the surface. And uh, this was based on something that was done in some uh, Golden Age Wonder Woman stories. So again, it's like it's like you both noted uh, earlier. They would take things that were different and lean into those as as uh, proof of the differences of the of the Earth Two version. You know, like with Alfred Beagle, and uh, and like with uh, uh, as Michael said about the uh, the um, the Golden Oval uh, bat shirt. And, uh, and that kind of thing. Um, so first described as a, dif- a distinct Earth in the Flash 123, but was actually not named Earth 2 until two years later in uh, Justice League of America 21. Hmm. So we knew that there was a different Earth, but they didn't really talk about what it was called. And to me, in my mind, I had it always that they had said Earth 2. Um, you know, but, uh, but obviously not. Um, and lots of stuff happened in that justice league issue or yeah. it's part of a long tradition. Absolutely. And this would be the, uh, the, the, and this is how I first, uh, uh, well, later, not that, not that particular issue. I was not yet alive. Um, oh. but it began the, uh, the annual, um, team up of the justice society and, uh, justice league. Um, which would always, which would often start out as a, hey, let's all get together for, you know, and hang out in the, on the satellite. <laughs> and then something terrible would happen. Uh, you would think they would have learned. And um, uh, another lasting thing coming out of the JLA JSA team ups uh, was the concept of a crisis because they were constantly having all these crises all over the place. And by all over the place, I mean also uh, across the multiverse and across time. Yeah. And, and, you know, this was, and, and yeah, it's a great point, you know, because they, they were always, you know, crisis on earth two or crisis on earth one or crisis on earth X. So when, when crisis, when crisis on infinite earths came out, it was a it was a title that already had uh, some history. Wait, history. Right. It, it was like ready? a it was like a culmination of all these crossovers. <laughs> Michael thought I was going for a segue there. <laughs> Old habits die hard, sir. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so we had some, you know, there were there were uh, definitely um, some some differences uh, on on that Earth, and um, you know, one of my favorite um, uh, Bronze Age stories is uh, is the uh, first uh, DC Comics Presents annual, where they have uh, Superman team up with. Uh, with the Superman of, er- of Earth Two, and this is where we first meet Alexander Luthor, um, or at least his dad, and um, a- and so it it was sort of it was a story that kind of set a lot of groundwork uh, for all of the, all of this, and um, and so, but I think my first my first um, uh, Justice League. Uh, JSA uh, crossover would have been the one where Mr. Terrific gets killed. Spoilers. And, um, but I think I was already aware of uh, Earth 2 from, uh, so maybe the first encounter I had with it would have been one of the, um, was it in Showcase that uh, that we got um, 
No, it was like a re a re re uh, a revival of All Star Comics, wasn't it? So the, the revival the uh, revival of All Star Comics uh, picked up the numbering from the previous title again because you know a long living a long lived uh, series means it's good. Yeah. But um, yeah, so they picked up the new numbering with um, issue fifty eight. Excuse me, in uh, February of nineteen seventy six, with yeah. a cut by uh, Mike Grell actually. And that was the, um, I believe that was the first appearance of Power Girl. Yep. Yes, it was. Yeah. So I think I came in at m- maybe with the issue 59 or 60. And, um, and so that was my first encounter with, the, with this other Earth. And it just made complete sense to me. And I was like, okay, well, that's great. And then they teamed up with the Justice League a little while later. And, and that might have been, uh, been a couple of years later, I think. Um, the um because i i think it was like 81 or something like that i'm looking at covers for all-star comics and i don't see any justice league crossovers no 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 sorry i'm talking about two separate things um yeah the crossovers were always in the justice league book yeah yeah so it was um so basically they all came over um um, what was his name? Terry Sloan. Yep. Was the, uh, was the original Mr. Terrific. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he, um, yeah, he was killed off and, um, and that would have been, shoot, I did have this, uh, well, the, this up. is the, the, the death of the death of a character of an earth two character is interesting to me because the, the appeal of earth two to me and yeah. many of the alternate Earths is because these are not the primary Earths that uh, you know DC cares about. You yep. can do stuff like kill characters and change characters and introduce characters and do new generations because much like the Legion of Superheroes, which is often its own little corner of uh, the DC universe, you can do stuff that you can't normally get away with. Yeah, and that's absolutely. kind of the appeal of like Earth 2 specifically. Yeah, so, Paul, your issues, that was... Uh, 171. 171-172. Yeah, which was October of 1979. Um, and uh, so that was, the, that was uh, the first one I remember reading. And, um, and it was just, you know, seeing all these characters and, and all the different connections between these characters. And, of course, by this point, um, the Earth 2 Batman had died. And um, so you you had exactly what you just talked about, Jim, like the idea that you could that you could do that. Like they could, you know, they not only did they kill Batman, but they married Superman and Lois, uh, you know, 20 years before uh, before they did it on the on the main Earth. Right. Right. Uh, They had the they used to have as a as a feature in Superman family, the adventures of Mr. and Mrs. Superman. And all the ships at sea. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so you had the this Earth where, um, uh, you know, they did a lot of storytelling on that Earth too, but I, I don't think they had to be quite as precious as they did uh, in in holding on to those characters, you know. And so we had, um, you know, in uh, 1981, we got uh, All Star Squadron. Which uh, dealt with the um, the heroes of of the of, of you know of the squadron were basically sort of an alternate team um, for the Justice Society. Well, the Justice Society kind of was their own thing. The All Star Squadron was um, um, Del- uh, Ro- Roosevelt basically uh, drafted every superhero in America exactly. and did this one super team uh, to deal with uh, all the uh, saboteurs. Because he couldn't, because they couldn't use the um, um, the Justice Society because of the um, uh, what was the thing that Hitler had? Oh, there, it, there, there, oh, right, the Spear of Destiny. Destiny. The Spear, yeah. Apparently, it would kill them all or strip them of their powers or something. Yeah, uh, and so put them under Hitler's control. It, 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 right under his control, and it would be a moral blow if that happened. So stay away from Europe, guys. Let Sergeant Rock solve it. 
So my my first JLA JSA team up was uh, Justice League number one twenty three, which was uh, came out in summer of seventy five, and this was uh, Crisis on Earth Prime, and it yes. was the one where uh, Carrie Bates and Elliot S. Magan, who were the writers of Justice League on Earth Prime, they got transported to Earth One. Uh, and Elliot Magan became a, or Elliot, uh, sorry, Carrie, Elliot Magan became a bad guy. And, uh, it was up to Carrie Bates to take him down. And, uh, they apparently got from the, um, uh, from earth prime to earth one by way of the flash's cosmic treadmill, which had been left in Julius Schwartz's office. Uh, during an earlier Flash story. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I remember the Flash story where that happened. <laughs> and so, uh, um, let's see, looking back around that time, other JLA, JSA crossover stories um, did things like um, Crisis on Earth X, which introduced the quality comics characters, which DC had just... Um, uh, acquired, had just bought, had, yeah, just acquired um, the Seven Soldiers of Victory, which were also an Earth Two team. That like whatever happened to them anyway. And then uh, later issues, we get into um, Earth S, which is the Shazam family, and then Crisis in the Thirtieth Century, which guest starred the Legion, um, and then Crisis in the Past, which guest starred a whole bunch of. Uh, uh, prior heroes like Jonah Hex and uh, Enemy Ace, mm-hmm. and, and then uh, who else? Crisis on Apocalypse with the New Gods, and so yeah. uh, they had to top everyone and get bigger and better. Bigger and bigger, yeah, yeah, bigger and better. And finally, they uh, uh, they crossed over with the All Star Squadron, and yes. and then not too long after that. There was the crisis, and there was no Earth Two to cross over with. Yeah, and Although, that's uh, sorry. I, I know it's getting the weeds, but wouldn't crossing over with the All Star Squadron also be a time travel story, since that would be in the past of the current present of Earth Two? It was, and Per yeah. Degaton was uh, was responsible. Of course, it was. Per, of course, it was Per Degaton. Who else, Who else would, it would it be? be? <laughs> and the uh, the characters from Earth Three, which we'll get to someday, were also yep. included there. Yeah. And so you had the uh, the 20th century Justice League, the 1940s um just or sorry, yeah, the uh, 1940s All-Star Squadron uh teaming up with the uh with the present day JSA. Mhm. That's fun. And so I uh I encountered it, let's see, in 1975, I would have been uh, like 9 years old. Um but I remember reading crossover stories, and in one panel, they said uh, Earth One is just like Earth. Or Earth Two is just like Earth One, except it vibrates at a different vibrational frequency. Blah blah blah. I'm like, okay, I understand it. Yeah. That's one or two, one or two panels. They showed the different flashes because you know to show you the different Earths and yeah. And I was able to understand it and. I don't know how by 1986 people got so confused that they were upset because they couldn't understand the concept of multiple Earths. And, and, it, and, and what I remember is whenever they would explain it, they would show that Venn diagram of two Earths. Yep. And, um, and it, it, yeah, I, I mean, as I say, like, like I, I was maybe seven or eight when I saw my first Earth Two story, and it was kind of like, oh, okay, I get it, and uh, and then you know that 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 uh, like I bought that issue of Justice League because it was a Justice Society crossover, because again, it's that look at all the heroes on that cover. I must read this, um, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, you know, Power Girl wasn't the only one with a boob window on that. Let me tell you, um, that's a ta- that age uh, Zatanna costume. Uh, 
was uh, was a whole other thing. Um, but uh, but no, it was no. I mean, I can't. There, you know, it was just there was a bunch of really cool uh, different characters, and I thought, well, I I gotta I gotta get this. And um, and so I think that's a thing that I always liked about it. And then, of course, um, when uh, when All Star Squadron came out, oh well, I was just I was all over that. Um, you know, lo- absolutely loved that book and uh, and the way that it sort of took us through that that sort of you know alternate uh, um, World War Two. And uh, with all these other characters and, you know, you would get like, um, you know, these the other versions of the heroes that we knew. But then there were also these old uh, uh, character, older characters that I'd never heard of. And, uh, and in some cases, you know, really still only know from that book. And uh, and but it was it, it was just a a whole treasure trove of new characters. And, uh, and, you know, and every one of them was, uh, you know, Roy Thomas had carefully researched them and, uh, and, uh, and was including them with all sorts of detail about, uh, about how they fit into things. Um, and then, you know, I was away from comics for a while and this is when the crisis happened and then came back to it and, uh, and really got into Infinity Inc., and, uh, and so again, it's, you know, it's, it's like, there was like a, a team of, of, of teen superheroes on earth too. Oh yes. I'm, I definitely need to check this out. <laughs> yeah. Because in, you know, infinity Inc would been like the earth Two equivalent of the teen Titans or uh, essentially. Yeah. And you know, yeah. in this case, they were actual family of, uh, uh, of, of members of the just justice society in most cases. Right, and not just uh, not just the, the the wards or the or the you know the young sidekicks. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So they some of them had um, you know uh, uh, costumes and stuff reminiscent of uh, of their uh, you know uh, justice society forebears, and some of them didn't. And uh, and and heck, that even changed during the uh, the run of the book. And uh, and so there was a lot of really really fun stuff there. And it's uh, it's why I've so loved um, uh, the Stargirl series because they kind of get into a lot of that. And, right, uh, it's a, it's, an, it's another generational thing, and the generational concept for a while there, DC was really into the whole legacy concept, the whole oh, generations yeah. concept, and then at some point they decided, no, it's going to be Super Friends forever. Well, yeah, and um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was. Uh, but that, that that's why that, that's why the that's why the late '90s JSA book was so funny. Is it it it, it melded the Infinity Inc. J, J, Justice Society concept into like was a single big team. So you had you had both generations on the same team, and in some Absolutely. cases like three generations. Yeah, and and keeps you know, and new characters that had some tie to one of these old legacies, and uh, and so so that was always lots of fun. Um, Michael, if you had to name your favorite uh, Earth Two story, what would it be? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Um, I'm gonna go to Jim. Let me think about it. I'll be honest; I haven't read enough, uh, so I can only go with the ones I have read. And well, that's uh, that's all I'm asking is what's your favorite of those? And wait, which one was it? Where to go? Um, shoot. Oh, right. The um, I I I really like the um. Uh, the uh, Seven Soldiers of Victory story. I did go out of my way to read that one. I, oh, I read, yes. I read, I read that one. I've read that one. I've read the 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 Legion one, and I've read Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So of those, of those three, like Earth Two stories, I'd say the Seven Soldiers one I like the most. That's yeah, that Seven Soldiers one is neat because that's one I can remember reading that with Ella when she was little. Right. And, you know, I would like grab one of these things out and it's like, good, great. Lots and lots of superheroes. And uh, and so we went through that and she remembered bits of it when we were watching the first season of uh, of um, of of Stargirl. And she's like, wait a second, because they mentioned the seven soldiers of victory. And uh, she's like, I remember something about them. And um, it was like something out of that story. <laughs> In fact, I think that story had something in- interesting I didn't know. They apparently had created a Earth 2 version of the android Red Tornado. And I think he – did he die in that story? I can't remember. 
Oh, he started out as an Earth Two character. Yeah. And oh, he did. He, yeah, and then in um, he blew himself up in uh, I think in issue one hundred. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's came, what I'm remembering. And then he came back as uh, uh, and and basically decided to stay on Earth One. Yeah. Oh, so, so the red. He, so he's the same character. Yes. Yes. Oh, with a different yeah. costume. Right. Now there was another red tornado on Earth too, as well. Before yeah, that, Ma, that was Ma, Ma, Ma Uncle. Ma Hinkle, yeah, yeah, and um, uh, but but yeah. So so then you've got um, uh, Black Canary, for example. Um, she was originally from Earth two, and uh, and moved to Earth one. Now she was still the daughter of the original Black Canary, right? That was still that was, that was a, yes. That was that was a retcon to help explain why she yeah. was as young as she was when she had uh, fought in World uh, War II. <laughs> fought in World War II with the JSA. Yeah. Oh, so that and came I, later. That, okay. I, I yeah. thought maybe that had, when they reintroduced the Earth 2 concept, I thought they might have created that, but I guess not. It, 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 the thing was that, that um, you know, some of these things came about in explaining that years later, um, that, you know, oh, well, we had a black canary that fought with the Justice Society, you know, when we were down to one Earth. It's like, well, if we had a black canary that um, fought in uh, World War II with the Justice Society, and we want one that, that was in the, uh, in the Justice League, uh, in the Justice League proper, then we need to make one of them the mother. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, that might have been a thing that first turned up in Secret Origins. <laughs> Um, because that's where the, that's where they spent a lot of time explaining those little anomalies. I see. Yeah, but but you know, on, but for actual Earth too, like yeah, she she came over on one of those um, on one of those crossovers and stayed. And um, that, that was the, that was the original version, of course, which was retconned mm-hmm. later into yeah yeah. Into being- she stayed in limbo while her daughter went to earth one and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But instead, but, but originally it was, yeah, she came over on one of those crossovers and she stayed because her husband was killed and, and it was a whole thing. It was a thing. Exactly. Um, and so that's, uh, that's kind of, um, uh, so Jim, you said, oh, so again, for me, I think my, um, you know, my 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 favorite time, times on Earth on Earth two would have been uh, sort of the Infinity Inc stuff um, and uh, All Star Squadron. But if I had to pick, you know, one story, and it only spends part of its time on Earth two, is that DC Comics presents uh, annual, um, where uh, where you because actually it 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 kind of spends time on uh, on the first three Earths and. Um, and uh, and so you know that's that's kind of where 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 that lies. But uh, you know a lot of the, a lot of it was about uh, you know building this friendship between um, between the, the two supermen as kind of the the only person that understands what it is to be Superman. And, you know, it's like uh, it, it, that's the only time he can actually you know hang out with someone who gets what his life is. You know, I just remembered I did read another Earth 2 story. I, I read uh, America versus the Justice Society. That was a good one. That yes. was a good one. Although I think as I read it, I realized a lot of it was just re- uh, a recap book. I think it was referencing a lot of uh, older stories. Yes. Uh, as, as, yes. As, a way to, uh, as a way to basically be a catch-up book for people who wanted to get into Earth 2. It was a good, like, primer. It, 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 was, it was a clip show. It was like yeah. a clip show of, uh, which is one of the things I, I, I love about it. I, I picked up, a, 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 I have the issues, but I picked up a trade of it uh, a little while back just because, you know, if you, yeah. if you, if you buy Earth 2 stuff, maybe they'll print more of it. Um, <laughs> that's the way I look at it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was very much that, a, uh, a, a, like a clip show to kind of bring you up to speed with all of who all the different characters uh, are. And, uh, and, you know, Roy Thomas, he liked to throw his history lessons in there. Yeah. 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 Sure. And, it was, and it was a pretty good primer uh, at book. And you, you met a lot yeah. of interesting characters because I think uh, Dick Grayson and Huntress play a big role in it. And, and of course, in the end, there's a, there's a, there is a story to it. 
Yeah. And, uh, and of course, it was all about the, the death of Batman. Uh, yeah, exactly. Which is uh, the story, which is um, of of all the stories he's written, the one that Paul Levitz thought he he, he whiffed the most. Right. Um, he was not a fan of how he handled the uh, the death of uh, of Batman, and I remember um, asking Joe Staten about about that. You know, about like how did it feel to be drawing the uh, the the story where Batman dies, and he's like, eh, it was a job. <laughs> Um, uh, but, um, so that, that leads me, uh, I, I had to think about it, about my earth two stories. Um, you know, I, I grew up with the justice society in the pages of, um, uh, all-star comics, and then they moved to, uh, adventure comics and then all-star squadron, a uh, couple of really good ones that I remember there was, um, uh, and I didn't realize it at the time. There was the story that uh, Levitz and Staten wrote uh, for DC Special, uh, mm-hmm. which was basically the origin of the JSA, which involved the Spear of Destiny. Yes. Um, but it had a really cool Neil Adams cover. Um, and uh, and I remember just like it, the the JSA was a um, they weren't the Justice League that I was that, I mean, that I was really familiar with. So here's like a, a whole literal world full of superheroes that Absolutely. I knew that I didn't know much about. Um, and then later on, I'd say, um, among my favorite stories were the ones that again, Levitz and Staten, uh, wrote and drew, uh, the Huntress stories in the back of wonder woman. Yes. It, uh, I, it I was, was going to, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to mention that as well. It was, um, uh, you know, she was a legacy character, but she became Huntress basically after her father died, after Batman died. And uh, I I really liked his handling of that character. Um, and I was sorry to see the Helena Wayne version go away in crisis mm-hmm. to be replaced on by Helena Bertinelli. You know, yeah, it was, it was not the same. Yeah. <laughs> Same name, different character. Completely different character. Yeah, um, it, it's interesting that they, they, there was a collection. Um, it would have been like around when uh, um, when Levitt stepped down, um, and I wonder if that was part of the deal. Was like, I, I need you to publish a lot of my stuff, and and um, and so they put out a trade um, that had all of the original. Um, you know, from the death of Batman, uh, and I, perhaps even including um, the death of Batman, um, and, and it was called uh, uh, Dark Knight Daughter, and um, and it had all of that, and it had all of the eight-page backups from Wonder Woman. Yep, and just kind of basically took it gave you all of the Huntress stories, essentially, you know. Outside of the, uh, the, the of of her participation in the uh, in the in those crossovers, it was basically all of the solo uh, uh, Huntress stories that there were, and so it was a great read uh, because you got the, you got the whole thing from the beginning until the end of the last story. And uh, now the one thing with the um, I noticed with the eight pagers is that you would have like a page of recap at the beginning. So it would recap the the issue before, and you're like, I, I literally just read that story. <laughs> a whole page gone. Yeah, well, basically, and and it's and of course there was no plans at the time to collect these all back to back. It was no. monthly, and so it was meant to to you know it was doing what it was supposed to do. It was interesting reading them back to back to back though because it's an eight page story. I've read. Eight pages. The first page of which is uh, is is recap. Then I get the story. Then then uh, you know. So then you know. Seven pages later, I'm reading another recap of what I just finished reading. Um, and uh, but the, all that said, you know, it was still great fun. It was uh, and it was uh, you know the. It, I think it's some of of, of uh, Staten's best work. Um, you know, I just think it, it, it's really. You know, he's he's usually one of the guys you see doing a lot of sort of the brighter stuff. And uh, and so to to see him sort of working in those shadows a lot uh, was was really interesting. And um, 
and yeah, if if you uh, if you ever come across that collection, Dark Knight Daughter, uh, it is well worth picking up. Uh, it's a it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, it is so Earth Two. It hurts. Uh, speaking of Earth Two, yeah. Um, did you know that it, it, there was uh, never canonically? Uh, not a legion on Earth Two until Crisis on Infinite Earths. There was uh, there was never any hint that there was a legion on Earth Two, uh, and we did see yeah. numerous legions on other worlds. You know, there was the small vile legion, which was probably Earth Three, and then uh, all sorts of wacky different multi-dimensional ones. But uh, there was never a, a legion of superheroes on Earth too, and uh, you know, from what we were told, the inspiration for the legion on Earth One was Superboy, and yes. you know, why, why they couldn't have used uh, uh, Superman, um, and and a thousand years later, saying, well, if he's Superman, he must have been a Superboy. Um, but they also did have, you know, the Infinity Inc. characters, and there were lots of young characters who could have been the inspiration. But, but apparently, never- but apparently, the Star Spangled Kid didn't make it big enough. <laughs> apparently not. Yes. And so, um, over in Crisis on Infinite Earths number five, uh, there is a, a scene where. Um, uh, the Earth One and Earth Two are merging, and uh, you see a, a older couple um, on Earth Two looking through a uh, kind of a a blue and white haze, and they see their daughter who uh, who had died, but it was actually her Earth One counterpart. And at this point in the story, you have a bunch of uh, heroes on Earth Two and a bunch on Earth One. And uh, so we're in the future, and there is a scene where the Legion headquarters appears um, on Earth 2, along with with other Earth 1 artifacts. And uh, so you've got, like, Element Lad and Brainiac 5 and uh, Geoforce and Mon-El and Airwave and Changeling. Uh, They're flying over the headquarters, and Supergirl says, uh, which is, of course, the adventures of Superwoman when she was a girl. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, says, uh, it's Legion headquarters, but there's no Legion here on Earth, too. And then uh, uh, we see through the haze over at Earth 1, where you have Lightning Lass and Cole and Invisible Kid and Shrinking Violet and Power Girl and Martian Manhunter, uh, things like that. So they can they can see each other across the dimensional barriers, which are weakening, but there was no Legion on Earth 2. And if there had been, Crisis would have been the uh, the perfect place to introduce it. Only to kill him off. Well, absolutely. And now, if I remember correctly, um, uh, it went back when they used to do the Daily Planet in the back of, uh, of comics in the late 70s. Uh, someone actually asked Bob Rosakis, the answer man, uh, that, that question. Is there a Legion of Superheroes on Earth 2? And he just, his answer was simply no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. If if you got a question, ask the answer man. Exactly, and uh, I and I would say that his answer was fairly definitive. <laughs> now, of course, um, um, well, I mean, I guess you know, at the end, it was intimated that the um, uh, the uh, the Legion um, in. Um, uh, the new 52 series was earth two because it was, uh, um, but you know, I think the last, cause it went off the rails that. and they had to oh get my rid of it. God. Yeah. And they were just like, maybe we, if we shunt this to another earth, we, we haven't ruined the legion. Right. We can just say it doesn't count. Doesn't count. <laughs> Do over please. Um, uh, I got, I'm trying to remember my history real quick. Does yeah. the legion predate, uh, flash, uh, silver age flash or does he know? But Superboy does. It, it, Superboy definitely does. Superboy started in the 40s. Right. Okay. Um, um, uh, Silver Age Flash uh, was 1956. 
Okay, so the Super the Silver Age was already underway when the Legion was introduced in Superboy. That's correct. Yes, yeah. yes, okay. but and and the but is they didn't realize that they were introducing the Silver Age at the time. Well, of course, they had uh, at that point they had like Martian Manhunter and Flash, and uh, I forget when Green Arrow appeared, but I think it was a little bit afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, the Legion was actually the fr- very first Silver Age super team. It predated the Justice League. That's predated right. Predated the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And uh, you know, so they didn't became they didn't become a real team until later. But they were the first super team of the Silver Age. Well, they were recurring. I think recurring is the key thing. Yeah. So the first yeah. one that stuck around. Um, you know. Yeah, I mean they are the you know, and that's and that's that that's kind of a big deal. Um, you know the the um, so the, but they're they're in in you know in this discussion we've kind of skirted around one of the one of the issues and we only have a few more minutes left here uh, today. But um, the uh, the the existence of Superboy of course, comes before that dividing line when we decide that, okay, Superman is, um, uh, is now the Superman of, of earth one, uh, you know? So if, when looking for that dividing line, it's, it's more of a challenge. It's more of a sliding scale because Superboy had been appearing, um, as the adventures of Superman when he was a boy, the adventures um, of golden age Superman when he was a boy. And then eventually, well, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's, uh, and- and it was retconned later that no golden age Superman never was uh, Superboy. Superboy. Superboy, exactly, because they were going, they were sticking with basically the Action Comics number one origin, right? right? Like that. Yes. So they were going, you know, again, they they were going back to what were the the original stories that made that that now we've kind of changed things so much. Um, but how now we, for, for that version of the character, we go back to that. So, you know, in that earth, the, uh, the Kents didn't, uh, move into town. They didn't open the, uh, the store and, uh, you know, they stayed on the farm and which was kind of, uh, uh, played with when we had the Superboy crossover for, uh, for zero hour. Um, and, uh, and so, so yeah, the existence of Superboy uh, actually ends up, um, uh, you know, um, it kind of being one of being one of the one of those wrinkles. Yeah, breaking, yeah. breaking continuity. So, 1944 is when they started publishing Superboy, and. Um, and so, so you know, you, you got to look at that Earth One, Earth Two stuff as. Um, um, you, you know, it's, it, it, it's the, the, as the fun it's meant to be. Right. You can't eat. And, and that's really kind of the struggle is that, uh, when people start taking it a little too deep, make it a little bit too, too detail oriented. Yeah. That's when things start getting messy. Absolutely. When it doesn't need to be, when it really can just be a little bit of, you know, fun. Yeah. Ha ha. Good time. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and that's, you know, I mean, ultimately that's, you know, the, 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 until things like, um, um, you know, uh, Levitt's introducing a modern day, uh, justice society and, um, and, you know, also doing some of those stories in, uh, adventure comics, um, you know, those were, um, you know, and t- b- before that, most of when we saw those Earth Two characters were in those Justice League uh, crossovers. Right, they weren't and, around you know, a lot. They were, they were. You pulled them out for a special occasion. Absolutely, and then they kind, of, and then they kind of went, you know, hog wild with, um, um, you know, with Roy Thomas coming over to do uh, All Star Squadron, and uh, and and that really kind of opened the floodgates on on Earth Two for a while. And then I, I'm trying to think what the, the reason that happened was Roy Thomas was coming over for Marvel. He would have been doing invaders for a while. And I think all-star squadron yeah. and infinity Inc were basically his, one of his payments for coming to DC is that he got to do the golden age stuff uh, for DC as he did for Marvel. 
Yeah, they, they, you know that that I mean, there's probably a bit more to it than just that. Oh, but that I'm was sure. a big, but that was a big part of it for him. Was like, hey, I can I can play with those golden age characters that I grew up with and that I love so much, and um, and and he really went to town on it, and he he made it really interesting. You know, you learned a lot. I, I found it was something where it was a lot of fun. I loved the tone of of that book. And uh, and also, I learned a ton about Golden Age comics, and it led me to to pick up a lot of different books. And um, and I think that was that was awesome. And you know, he got to do that for a few years, and then things went terribly wrong for Earth Two. But that, my friends, is a story for another day. So when when next we uh, reconvene to talk about uh, uh, to get to know an alternate Earth, we will uh, talk again about the demise of Earth Two, and then get into when it came back and how it came back. And so, how many times it came back? And how many times? And how many different ways? Oh, so many different ways. All right. So, folks, uh, tell us your favorite uh, uh, story about Earth Two, and you can uh, send that to us at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at Gmail dot com. Uh, you can join the conversation on the Facebook group, and uh, and that can be found at Facebook dot Podcasters dot com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, and we are going to, uh, to you know, look at that Venn diagram of the two Earths, and we're going to go right for the middle there, and we will see you all next week. <laughs>